We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. When a seed is planted, its first priority is to do what? Sprout roots. That's the first thing that grows when you plant a tree. When you plant a seed of a tree, the first priority is to sprout roots so that it can begin to be nourished by its surroundings. All right? Same for believers. When you're saved, when you're newly saved, the first thing you need to start doing is sprouting roots so that you can live off what's going on. So you can't live off what's in you because you're not familiar with what's in you. You're going to have to borrow that from the environment and the like-minded believers that you've surrounded yourself with. We as believers must grow good roots in order to what? Be strong enough to prepare for future or for further growth or future growth. You got to grow good roots because these good roots are going to prepare you for more growth. Romans 11 and 16, for if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, what? So are the branches. So you got to start with good, look at somebody say good roots. Good roots because the branches are only going to be as good as the roots. Structural roots stabilize a tree. If we hope to be unmovable like a tree, our structural roots must be strong enough to keep us standing through tough times. Structural roots, they keep us standing. These roots are fortified by our faith in God. Some people have the faith to do certain things. Some people don't have the faith to do those things. This is why you must be planted in the right place so you will know. That's how we know. That's how we know our faith and how strong our faith is. When we're around people, you begin to glean understanding from them. When you're in a good place and getting a good word, you begin to learn from it. It increased. How many of you since you've been here, your faith has been increased? Before you came here, Hebrew Israelite almost had you. Your eyes was crossed. You was about to go over. Because they can do it. Uh, you know, when you first meet them, the Shalom and Yahshua. You're like, oh, where'd you get that from? Oh, no, don't worry about that. Yeah, they planting a little seed. Next time you pray, oh, Shalom and, and, and Yahshua. You don't even know what you're saying. You just, uh, yeah, that's that slow bob into Hebrew Israelite. But when you're in a ministry that addresses that and addresses what's going on out there, man, your Hebrew is like you, he can't change you. Because your structural roots are holding you in place. I hear you, but man, you sound crazy. Nah, brother, but the original blacks and the original, I'm not original black. What is original black? How dark is that? gonna go by original black what about us light-skinned folks we lost we lost it elder we lost no hope for us good gracious that don't make any sense 
But our faith in God fortifies, which makes these structural roots strong enough to stabilize the tree. So when the winds and the waves test and trials come, you stand strong because your roots stabilize you. Your structural roots, they stabilize you. So when you go through a trial and a test to pull you into sin or pull you away from God or whatever it is, the stronger your roots are, the more stable you become. Does that make sense? You're able to take what you hear in here and what you get from your brothers and sisters and you're able to use that to stabilize you. Matthew 17 and 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of the smallest seed, you can say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall be removed. Nothing shall be impossible to you. When you have faith the size of a mustard, what? Jesus is all, he was a carpenter, but he's always talking in seeds and trees, planting, sowing, and reaping. If you have that faith, you can save your marriage. Yes, you can. If you have that faith, you can be healed. You have that faith, you can be delivered. Any mountain that's in your way, you can tell it to. Feeder roots are the small are the small fibrous extensions that absorb water and minerals. So you have these structural roots that take hold and stabilize a tree. Then in between the structural roots, you have these real thin fibrous roots. Those are the ones that absorb the nutrients out of the soil. Okay, so you got roots for support, and then you have roots for nourishment. The, the feeder roots they're small and they absorb water and minerals. As believers, our roots in the word will supply us with what we need to grow into what God has purpose. So we have to have the structural roots and then we have to have the feeder roots to be fed. Amen? Be fed. Not just feed yourself. The word is good all by itself, but the Bible said faith comes by, cometh by hearing and what? Hearing it wasn't talking about you reading it out loud. It's talking about you being preached to. Because preaching causes conviction. Conviction causes change. It causes repentance. Luke 8 and 13 says, They on the rock are they which, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. But they don't have feeder roots. So they'll believe for a little while, but then in the time of temptation, what do they do? They don't make it. They don't have the roots. They don't have the feet of roots. You could be sitting right next to somebody in here and hear the exact same thing they hear and go your way. They go their way and y'all be tempted with the exact same thing. And because you let it take root, you didn't do it. But they sat right next to you. Adam, they sung the Adam and Believer so, so, so loud. They, they clapped and hit you while they was clapping. They shook everybody's hand. Folks across the street, even at Hooters, they went over there during the ABC song. 
They'll sit next to you and I mean, it will look so genuine. But when the temptation comes, yeah, because they, it, it never took root. They enjoyed it, but it never took root. I'm preaching in here. Yes, I am. He said, so when temptation comes, man, it go fall away. Luke 8 and 13. They on the rock are they, are they that received the word, but it fell, the seeds fell on rocks. This is when people hear the word. So these are rocks. Now what these rocks are, these rocks are issues from trauma. Oh, I will preach this. Y'all know. Issues. Trauma. Yeah, you experienced something. Whether it's molestation, rape, something personal like that. Or it could have just been divorce or something. You went through this. So it caused a stony, rigid kind of demeanor. Where you created these things as a defense mechanism to protect yourself because you went through so much. Right? Then God comes to sprinkle, or the sower sprinkles, the preacher sprinkles, sows seed on you. And it hits those rocks. It can't take root because you have not dealt with the stones. So when trials and tribulations come, you see people that go through them and come back to church and they okay. And then you disappear and you're gone. Because you never dealt with the stony ground. This is what Jesus is saying in this parable. So those that have had had issues, those that have dealt with things like that, I'm telling you now, you got to stay close. Uh Uh-oh, your way is harder. Somebody made your way harder. And so you have to try harder because your way is harder. Amen. Amen. I talk to brothers in here all the time. They tell me, brother, pastor, I know. I planted myself here because I know if I spent a couple of weeks away from these brothers, I'd be on the news. (laughs) And when you're going through those stages, this is what you need. This is why we provide it. This is why we're fellowshipping. You can watch the All-Star game at home. You got a TV. Most of you got big screen TV. Anybody got the box TV? Most of you have a flat screen at home. You can watch it. But we, some of y'all are going to come here just because the brothers are here. Well, so when they hit three points, yes, yeah, yeah, instead of boop. When you're around the wrong folk. Am I telling the truth in here? Yeah. <laughs> So we got to make sure that these stones, these rocks aren't blocking the seeds from taking roots in our hearts. Amen. The trunk of the tree, the function of the tree trunk is to encourage the plant to grow upward toward the light. That's what a trunk does. A trunk pushes the tree up. That's what it's there for is to push the tree up. The the more light the tree receives, the taller it grows. So the trunk is going to push the tree up towards the what? The light. If the more light the tree receives, the taller it grows, it's going to grow toward the light. Uh Uh-oh. Man, I'm preaching this thing. 
Y'all looking crazy. Y'all ain't got used to the, the plush seats. Somebody sleep in here. I'm going to come stand next to you and preach. Christians should always endeavor to grow how? Toward the light. You should always endeavor to grow like a tree toward the light. Darkness will always stunt our growth. You growing toward darkness, your your tree is going to fall over. You ever seen trees that just curve down? Yeah, that's because another tree is probably blocking the light. They can't get enough, so they grow downward. That's what happens when you are in the counsel of the ungodly, like we talked about last week. Sitting in the way of, or you're standing in the way of sinners. Everybody around you is against you and don't believe what you believe. And that's where you planted yourself. How are you going to grow? You're going to grow sideways. I'll come to church, I'll clap and I'll sing. But when I leave here. <laughs> hey, doc. Hey, man. Got the Quasimodo walk. <laughs> the little thing on 300. See, you couldn't trust him, could you? Can't trust nothing looking like that. You can't. (laughs) And that's how some people grow. They don't grow straight up because they're not planted in the right place. They grow toward darkness. Funny thing about a tree, if a tree experiences too much darkness, it begins to hollow itself out. You can walk up to a tree that might be 20 feet tall and kick right through it. Nothing in it. Empty. Because of the darkness. Second Corinthians 4 and 6. For God who commanded the light to shine. What? God commanded light to shine out of darkness. Because it, when darkness was there, he could do what he wanted to do. So the first thing he said was, let there be what? Light. For me to do my thing, this is God, y'all, I'm paraphrasing. For me to, <laughs> for me to do my thing, I need some light. When I was fussing at y'all about the jazz, I needed some light. I need to see who was looking at me. Amen. Second Corinthians 4 and 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in what? Our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness. So the light has to be in our hearts. We should always want to grow toward the light. Even when you don't want to, you go do it. Amen. You got to stay where the light is. Look at somebody say, stay around the light. Stay around the light. As a tree grows, old cells die. Old cells in the tree die and new cells are formed to push the tree up. So when it's pushing the tree up, those old cells get pushed out. 
So the bad stuff has to go out in order for the tree to go up. When it goes out, God uses the bad too. He uses the good and the bad. These cells, the old cells, form the bark of the tree. So he pushes the old out and it creates this protective barrier around the tree. So what was old goes out. It can't go back in no more. It goes out to help the tree go up. Y'all getting this? So these cells, the bark protects the inner life of the tree from disease and harsh elements. So as believers, when we deny ourselves daily, we slowly grow a defensive mental barrier to protect us from reverting and damaging ourselves. So the more you go through and come through and come out of, the more protection you have. This is God using the bad. So that you don't have to experience that no more. But now it protects you. So when that test comes, I've passed that test. I don't have to deal with that no more. So it's actually protecting you from itself. I remember what I went through then. I remember what that felt like. I ain't doing that no more. The length, this lengthy process, and it's a lengthy process, Jack. The lengthy process, it requires what? Patience. So while you're in it, folks tell me, man, what do I do, pastor? What do I do? Go through it. Go through it, man. It'll be over. But I just don't, you won't die. Go through it. But it's just getting rough. Go through it. Because once you go through it, it made you stronger. It made you tougher. That's all God is doing. He allows it. To make you better. Amen. James 1 and 4. But let patience have her perfect work. That you may be perfect and entire. What? The more you go through. The less you want. I just preached. That, that deserve an offering. The more you go through. The less you want. Because <laughs> you start appreciating. What you have. Amen. The girth of the tree or the width or the thickness of the tree, of the trunk, I mean, decides how much the tree can store and distribute. So when you see a huge base on a tree, that tree about to go up and keep going up. See a little bitty base, you know that tree ain't going nowhere. Because by the time it gets some height, it's just going to fall over because the base is too small. But when it's got that, that girth, that big old trunk, that's a footprint. You can't even look up and see the rest of it. It's up there. And what, as much as it has up above, it has underground. When they build a skyscraper, y'all look at skyscrapers and y'all probably say, how is that skyscraper? My, my kids are over in, uh, where are they? Uh, where are they? Dubai. Uh, for their third anniversary, Cameron and Vicky. They are in, in Dubai and they have the world's tallest building there. But the other record that that building has, nobody talks about. It's the furthest underground building ever built. Because in order to be the tallest building, you have to have more underground. That's why the wind don't knock it down. Because it's down in there. Jerry Jones Stadium is like that. Y'all see that beautiful? I mean, when you walk in the stadium, you walk in on the what, third floor? Yeah, the, 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 the ground level is the, is, the, is the second or third. I think it's the third floor. Yeah. Ground level is the, is the third floor. That's because they had to go down before they could go up. 
the greater the width of the trunk, the more power the tree will have to grow tall. This growth represents the good things that we put in ourselves. The more good that we put in ourselves. Y'all ain't wasting, you're not wasting your time at ABC. When you're here and you're getting this word, you're growing. Your girth is getting stronger. You know what that means? That means that God can take you further up and you won't fall over. See, that's what happened when you study the word on your own and I don't need nobody. It's me and the Lord on the island of Patmos. I, this is my Patmos experience. Just me and the word. That's all you need is you and the word. Yeah, you're just getting it and getting it. And you're growing taller and taller and taller, but you don't have no girth. You don't have no girth because you don't even have nobody around to even try out what you're reading. But the good works are the good things that we put. I mean, the growth represents the good things that we put in ourselves. We can only do good if good is where? In us. In us. I tell people all the time, man, how could he do that? That's what's in him. How can she treat me like that? That's what's in her. You can only do what's in you to do. So if you don't store up good works, you're not going to grow toward the light. You're going to avoid the light. Because the light's going to show up your darkness. Matthew 12 and 34, old generation of vipers. You old generation of snakes. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? You can't. You can't. For out of the abundance, whatever you have a lot of in your heart, that's how you're going to talk. People that got a problem with cussing, they got some bitterness and anger in their heart. Get that out and you won't, you won't be slipping up. You're going to do what's in your heart. Branches sprout out to carefully position the leaves so they can all remain in the light of the sun. You didn't even know that, did you? That's what branches do. You thought that the tree was just pretty and that was a beautiful... No, the tree strategically arranges leaves to get light so that no other leaf blocks the light. All the leaves don't just come out. No, they they, they spread out and they're they're positioned strategically to absorb sunlight. And they all have to absorb sunlight for the tree to get the nourishment it needs so none of them can be blocked by any any others. If it wasn't going to do that, all the branches would just grow all on top of each other. But they don't. They all grow out in different directions. They're all trying to get sunlight. In our lives, everything we do must be done what? In the light. God's light will keep us from what? Falling. Because if you're doing stuff in the dark, you can't see. I use this church as an example. When I'm in my office, or no, when I'm over in the EX ministry side and I have to walk over to my office, and I don't turn the lights on in here because that's just electricity that don't need to be utilized. So I walk in the dark. And I'm good till I get right about there, where Sister Danny is. I always run into that chair right behind. I always run into it because I, I have light coming out of that door. And then right about there, it gets too dark and I can't see. And I, I, I usually run a chair or I turn my cell phone light on now so I can see. But that right there is as far as the light goes. When I run out of light, I stumble. That's all I got to say about that. That just preached by itself. I don't even have to wrap that. We go straight to the scripture. John 11 and 10. But if a man walk in the night, what does he do? He stumbles. 
because there's no light in him. Leaves specialize in converting light energy into chemical energy. So they're taking something uh, that is energy from the sun that's not even tangible, but they're making it into something natural and tangible. They're converting light energy into chemical energy. This process is known as photosynthesis. Likewise, we must have photosynthesis happening in our lives too. In here, this, in the church, photosynthesis ought to be taking place. We must be able to take the message from God and translate it into our natural walk. Our physical lives must reflect his spirit. So we have to take the spiritual things and convert them. That's all I understand folks that say but don't live right or don't even live almost right. How you gonna go up and get your uh, award at the Grammys last week and then thank God photosynthesis is not happening. You're not taking the spiritual things from God and converting them into a natural lifestyle. You sitting in here and you might be listening but you're not converting nothing. Because your lifestyle hasn't changed. Romans 6 and 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead physically by the glory of the father. Even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So we got to take the process of Jesus dying, which was a physical process, but then it was converted into a spiritual process so that we could take that spiritual process once again and convert it back to our natural process. We got to take the spiritual and make it natural. Y'all know what's, what's the phrase? You so spiritually minded until you know earthly good. That, that, that's whack. But y'all know people like that. Oh, they just speak in tongues every time you see them and talk to them but don't have no proof that they save. Fruit is produced to nourish. Now, three reasons fruit is produced. One, it nourishes others. So, animals, whatever, eats fruit off the trees. We eat it. Fruit is produced for that. Then, it's produced to reproduce. So, fruit reproduces. The Bible says when it falls to the ground, it dries up, seed come out, get into the ground, grow another, whatever it was, another tree. Right? So, those are, it, it'll, it'll nourish others, people can feed off of it, then it'll reproduce itself. And then the third reason why this fruit will come on the tree is to show the condition of the tree. That's how you know when it's a good tree, by the fruit. There is no fruit on the tree, then you know the tree just needs to be cut down. If there's fruit, but it's bad fruit, you know you need to change how the fruit is nourished. So you cut the branches off and you redig it and you put stuff around it and you give it what it needs to make the fruit good. Christ stated that we would know false prophets by what? The fruit that they bear. We're going to know them. When a tree is corrupt, it will bear bad fruit. Not only is it going to bear bad fruit, but that bad fruit's going to fall to the ground, dry up. Those bad seeds are going to get in the ground and guess what's going to grow? Another bad tree. It's going to reproduce itself. Yeah. Yeah. Now ministers all the time sending me stuff about each other. Y'all didn't think they would do that, did you? Yeah, I get emails about preachers from other preachers. This preacher did this and, oh, brother, I saw him coming out the whole house. And I saw him with a, with a quarter jack in his hand and he was 
staggering, Doc. You got to say something about this. Here's a snapshot. You was hiding in a car with a camera filming him? Yeah, Doc, you got to take him down, bro. I, I, you know, because they think, I, they think, they think that's what I do because they ain't paid no attention. And so I always email them. I was like, brother, you ain't heard me expose nothing personal that anybody's doing. It's not my job. And here's the, here's the part, here's, here's the part that they just fail to realize. I don't have to. Jesus already told me how I know him. All I got to do is inspect the fruit. If I inspect the fruit, I know the tree is corrupt. Because if the fruit ain't good, the tree is not good. You came over to this church and you fussing about seeds? The tree ain't good. Pastor, you don't ever call on me to do nothing. The tree ain't good. I mean, you are. How you know the tree ain't good? Because the fruit is bad. trash can and go on your Facebook. I can tell by the way you act in here. Amen. I can tell by the way you don't show up to nothing. I can tell by the way you avoid truth. You don't even want to be around truth because the tree's not good. When a tree is corrupt, it will bear bad fruit and reproduce itself similarly. The bad fruit proves that the tree was bad Inwardly, Matthew 7 and 20 says, wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall what? Summary! (laughs) Being like a tree means more than just standing tall. The arduous process of a tree goes through, that a tree goes through to stand is of utmost importance. We must endure God's growth process so we can be like the tree that stands and grows. How? We have to endure God's growth process. Look at somebody and say, endure God's growth process. Stay right there and endure God's growth Don't get ahead of him. Don't bail. Don't quit. Endure God's growth process. When we take our time and allow life's processes to occur, we will be fruit-bearing trees in God's due season. Our lives will be stable and secure. When you go through the growth process, your life becomes stable and secure. You know, a person that didn't grow up stable inadvertently, subconsciously looks for instability. Person that didn't grow up with stability, you would think that anything they do would be based on stability. Like I didn't grow up with this, so I'm going to try my best to do this. But inadvertently and subconsciously, they select instability. A woman like that will marry an unstable man. The man will marry an unstable woman. They'll marry the very thing that they don't want to be because it's familiar to them. But God's growth process grows you out of that. 
When you take your time and let him do it, your issues, that stony ground from trauma, God will break up that fallow ground. You know, if you break rock up enough, I mean, if you keep busting it up and busting up, it'll turn into powder, which can be absorbed into the ground. Our lives will be stable and secure because we walk through God's plan instead of running aimlessly with a greater chance of messing up. First, growing roots for stability and nourishment is the first step in maturing. So the first step in maturing is growing roots. So you can grow the stable roots, the roots to stabilize you, then the fibrous roots to feed you. That's the first thing you do. Next, we must store up good works to fortify our trunk so that it pushes us up toward the light. The more good you do, the closer to God you get. Lastly, we got to allow these old issues and dead things to make us tougher. Like bark is essential to protecting us from things that come to destroy us. So you take, like they say, take your misery and make it your ministry. You take what, no, and I don't mean an internet ministry. I mean to you. You take what you went through and you use that. I'm not going through that again. It it should toughen you. Only then can we sprout branches, leaves, and fruit. Bearing good fruit is God's plan for us all. If we desire to be like a tree, we must follow these stages to completion. Matthew 12 and 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good. Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. I love it because Jesus is talking about a tree and a person all in the same breath. Either make the tree good and his fruit good. Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by what? Not its fruit. His fruit. So what are you going to do? You're going to make the tree good? Because if you make the tree good, your fruit is going to be what? Good. But if you make the tree corrupt, your fruit is going to be what? Corrupt. And nobody has to judge you. Your fruit is going to do it. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.